0: All right let's go ahead and we'll start in Second Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter three <clears throat> The epistles of Paul, the pastoral epistles he says in chapter 3 and verse 1, it's really not a long chapter. I'm just going to go ahead and read the chapter and then we'll back up and talk about it. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce barkers false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses... And lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Jannes and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was." But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endeared, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving, and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of knowing knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of Second Timothy chapter three. <clears throat> now this is just as informative as if it was written today. So things have been perilous for long times, but He says, Know this also, that in the last days. Now, we all know the word eschatology. That means the study of end time things. Well, that last days there, that's the word in the Greek, eschatos, which means the last times. So we know that it's been the end times since way back when, but Paul projects this into the future, that he, they were the end time, but only in the sense that, that a thousand years is as a day with God. Time is irrelevant with God. But he says in the last days, and that is the finishing up of the days. So that puts us before, just before his second coming. But in these last days he says perilous times shall come. Now that word for perilous uh it's only used one other time, and it's in the gospel. Matthew eight twenty eight is used over there. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils uh, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by that way. The word fierce is the same word as perilous. So the word itself, here's, here's what uh, uh, one of the commentators said. Matthew Poole, I like what he said here. I always supply for that perilous time. Time's hard to be dealt with. Okay. Here's what Matthew Poole said. Perilous times shall come. In the Greek, it is difficult times. That is times when it will be difficult for Christians to keep their lives or estates or any happy station in the world with a good conscience by reason of the plenty of ill men that should live in those times and make them so difficult. Well, now, everybody, you know, kind of is concerned about the uh, inflation, price of oil, and all of the things that are going on to help to bring us down. Now this World Health Organization thing that Biden is just uh, supposed to assign by executive order that turns our liberty over to the World Health Organization. Well, we're in the perilous times, and it's going to get worse. Matter of fact, he'll tell us over here just a little bit. It's going to get worse and worse, so don't, don't expect too much. All right. He says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. I think you could probably include women in that. Lovers of their own selves. Uh, Selfish. Uh, More than lovers of God, more than lovers of other people. Lovers of their own selves. Covetous. I want this, I want that, I want this. We've got that. Yeah. One thing that just absolutely every year it just it just throws kids further and further into covetousness, and that's this thing of Christmas. They load them up they don't appreciate anything, and we're all that way. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, or well, blasphemy is saying e- evil things, especially about God and about Christ, and about the Bible. Disobedient to parents. You know, that comes up more than you might think it would. That's an important issue to God. Yeah. Parents raise kids and don't make them a mind. Let kids backtalk them and do anything they want to do. No, I can't punish them. Well, disobedience to parents is a major offense according to God. Unthankful You know many folks it's just it's just very hard for them to say thank you and mean it. Many people like that. Unholy I notice in the obituaries I try to look at them every day but pretty often. And you know what I don't see? I don't see any reference to most of them in the obituaries. I see no reference to their service to God in a church, even in a Baptist church. And I'm going to say a large percentage of funerals are held today without even a preacher. Preaching a message. They're all about the person that's died. Yeah. It's their memorial and all that. Well, you know, I don't do well there. You don't want to invite me to do that. Because I don't do well there. Uh, I, I feel like a funeral is to preach the gospel. Amen. Anyway, without natural affection. Now you have to admit... We've got movie stars and other famous people telling us how they are grateful that they had sense enough to abort their babies. There's a lot of them doing that right now. I'm glad I did that and I'll do it again. Well, natural affection... A mother naturally loves that seed that's in her. That's the way it's up been for many years. Not many ever turned against their own child in a womb. But to tell us nowadays, percentage-wise, the most dangerous place for a baby to be right now is in his mother's womb. Because he may never come out alive, and it'll be because of people like the president Joe Biden and all the vice president and all them and what they're pushing on this abortion. Now I did hear that since this last thing uh, was signed in Frankfort, that abortions have just about come to a halt in the state of Kentucky. Praise the Lord. But without natural affection, truce breakers. Hmm. And we always said, no, no soldier left behind. And that always been a byword until Joe Biden. How many has he left behind? How many people he left? False accusers. That's all we've heard out of Washington, the whole eight years of Obama and every minute of, o- of Biden accusing the Republicans of doing everything that they're doing. And that spreads. That's, they're supposed to be leaders and people follow their example. Incontinent. No restraint whatsoever. Fierce. Wild. And that's where we are. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors. That means you go against your own. Heady. Oh. High minded. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, having a form of godliness. Well, we always get this at various times. We need to have a national day of prayer. People say, pray that God will bless America. I hear it every day. I hear it every day. People say, oh yeah, well we need to all join hands and pray that God's going to send a great revival. That sounds like a form of godliness to me. But then to deny what the word of God says in Isaiah. God said will I not punish my people Israel Jerusalem for the same idolatry that I punished Assyria for. Well we've got idolatry all over. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captives, silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers' lust. And that means exactly what it says. These people that are like these verses, verses 1 through 5, They don't just do it by themselves. They lead others that don't have sense enough to say no. They lead them away with divers lust. If they're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Many of them say there isn't any truth. And this is like Janet and Jambres withstood Moses. Now, this is the only time in Scripture that these fellows have been named. Well, look over at Exodus 7. Verse 8 And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh, and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man, his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. said, we can understand from the Apostle Paul that two of those men that did that, they were resisting the, the, the truth by resisting Moses, and their names were Janes and Jambres. Now, how about that? Somebody wants to get rid of the Old Testament? Uh, looks to me like they're pretty much connected. We won't get rid of ours. We'll let Andy Stanley get rid of his. He may as well; it doesn't do him any good anyway. But it will be raised against him at the white throne judgment. So this is who Janais and Jambrae are, and these also resist the truth. He said, "Well, people deny the truth when you preach it. Yeah, they do. They always have, and it's going to get worse." Your men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was, that is, Janays and Jambres. But thou hast fully known my doctrine. Timothy, you have fully known what I teach. My doctrine. You have fully known my manner of life. You know. One of the things that. The Roman Catholic Church. Was so vicious. To the Anabaptists. And the Waldenses. And Albigenses. And all the groups. Baptists. What they were. One thing that they were so vicious over. Is that. These people, these ancient Baptists, they preached that a preacher should be qualified according to the scriptures. And he should walk that way as an example in front of the people. Well, <clears throat> if you knew how the priest did, From the confessionals to what they actually did. Filthy. Nobody on the face of the earth any worse. And I believe it's still that way. It's all quiet down, hush, hush now. Uh, But how many, how many of them were actually prosecuted for their pedophilia That's what they are. And they would run and hide it. Transfer them and all of that. But Paul said, you've known fully my manner of life. (laughs) Because I'm like an open book in front of you. And that's the way it should be. My purpose, my faith, my long-suffering my charity, and my patience. Paul is not bragging on himself. He's telling, naming facts about his testimony in front of Timothy and the others. Then he says, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch. Well, if you remember, he had to be lowered over a wall at nighttime just to get him out of Antioch. And then at Iconium, at Lystra, read the book of Acts and you'll find all of the things, many of them. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now there's a scripture that not many want to hear. Uh, We all ought to live godly, ought not we? But all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. In other words, we're going to follow the same route that Paul did. A lot of folks want to just slide through one of the old philosophers said the ultimate goal of life would be such as a man takes a smooth flat slick river rock and he spins it out into the water and it goes into the water And doesn't even make a wave. He said that ought to be our lives. Never make a wave. Let's see what was it said about about the first Baptist church of Jerusalem. After the day of Pentecost. Somebody said you turn the world upside down. (laughs) A few people. Impoverished people turning the world upside down. So, all that will live, God in Christ Jesus, shall suffer persecution. But, keep this in mind, evil men. See, we like to talk about people that are real bad. I hear them, you hear them on television. Oh, that guy's sick. He's so bad, he's sick. Now what you're doing is moving away from the truth. He's not sick. He's evil. That's not a sickness. It's evil. If you're sick, you take a pill for it and get better. Drink some NyQuil and go to bed and feel better in the morning. But evil, there's not a pill that you can take for it. And there's some evil people out here right now. And what's, has there been an influx, a, a, an expansion of them? Yes. And that's all according to Scripture. But Paul said that evil men and seducers shall wax. You can't even find the word wax in the dictionary now, except it's something to make your car shine. But this is an old word, old English word. And it means to grow, increase. Evil men and seducers shall grow worse, increase. And what'll be they be doing? Deceiving and being deceived. Now, you know there's a lot of deceivers out there, but you know they also are being deceived because they can't match the ultimate deceiver. However bad a deceiver they are, they can't hold a candle to the ultimate deceiver. And that's Satan himself. They can't match him. So not only are they deceiving and seducing many, take, for example, these so-called preachers that lead people astray. Well, they're not leading anybody astray nearly as they're being led astray by their father, the devil, deceiving and seducing. But now here's what he tells us. But continue. Continue. Now, see, there's not a break there. We started way back here. We continue without a break. We don't quit. We continue. Thou in the things which thou hast learned. And you know we did the Sunday afternoon thing. The uh, panel discussion. The questions and answers. And we did that on scriptural baptism. we got some good comments and a lot of comments on that. Brother Satan said, what can be added to that? You said what what it says. Absolutely. And we're contending earnestly for the faith once delivered to the saints. We're not looking for new doctrine. Please don't bring me a new doctrine. I'll just have to throw it in the trash along with the rest of my trash. I'm not looking for any new doctrine. I'm not even looking for your for a new interpretation on an old heresy. Don't want it. That's why I don't want any new versions of the Bible. King James is fine. Not looking for another one. Don't need another, don't want another. You couldn't possibly, you couldn't possibly produce one that would match this one. Couldn't possibly. And so We've got our doctrinal statement. We know what we believe from the word of God. And if our doctrines don't aren't established in the Bible, we don't want them. But if it's true, it comes from the word of God. And if it's true, it's not new. If it's new, it's not true. We don't want the new. We want, we want the old. Uh, Jeremiah said, seek ye the old past and walk ye there in them. And that's what we want. So he says, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Now, of course, people learn things that are contrary to this. He's not talking about that. He said, continue in the things thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Where'd you learn those from, Timothy? Timothy? Well, all his mother, mother and grandmother, and from the Word of God—that's what he's talking about. Those are the things that we are to continue in, and that from a child thou hast known the holy Scriptures, and there are no other. Uh, the Koran. Uh, Charles Russell's studies, Mary Baker, Mary Ellen Baker, whatever her name is, uh, Christian Zionist, and neither Christian nor Zionist. Her writings, the Book of Mormon, the Vedas. I don't know any other. I'm sure there's some others. They're not holy writings. Right here is what we have for holy writings. And from a child, Timothy had known the holy scriptures. Well, now, he didn't say what part of the holy scriptures, did he? I think he's talking about all of them. Well, you know... There are parts of the Bible that some people say, oh, we just shouldn't read those. Even the Jews wouldn't let let their kids read certain parts of the Old Testament. The book of Ezekiel, they couldn't read it. As a child, as a young person, they had to be, be considered a man. But you know what? I think Paul's saying that we need to teach our children the whole Bible. Now, there are things in the Bible that are just not squeaky clean. I mean, you see how the warfare went in the Old Testament. Many raw things there, but they're reported honestly. It occurred just as God says it did. And children need to know all of this. We all do. So, that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. Now there's pastors that won't preach parts of the Bible to their congregations. And I have a great, great problem with that. I figure this is a Baptist pulpit. And there's not one word of scripture that can't be freely declared from this pulpit and taught. And that's the way I've done it and going to continue until I die. But that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able. Now that's the word dunamis. Able. Powerful. To make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And then he says, All scripture <clears throat> Genesis to Revelation, 66 books, 39 and 27. And every word. Is given by inspiration of God. So all scripture is given. By theoponustia. God breathed of God. He breathed it out. Into the writers. And they wrote as they were moved. By the Holy Spirit. And it is all profitable for doctrine. Even if Andy Stanley says the Old Testament, we need to get rid of it. Paul is talking about the Old Testament as well as the New. So all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for teaching, for doctrine. It's all doctrine means is teaching. For reproof, straightening you out. Amen. For correction. And for instruction in righteousness. And all of those things, the, every word of Scripture is profitable. I mean, even down, even down to the, the genealogies of Genesis, the genealogies of Chronicles, and uh, the other, uh, Nehemiah and Ezra. All of those genealogies of Matthew and of Luke. People say, I don't know how to do all those names. We'll learn how. Get a self-pronouncing Bible and, and, believe, and use what it says. Pronounce the words. We ought to treasure it, especially all of those. Because nobody in this world has that kind of a record, that kind of an ancient record, proof of your existence, proof of why we're here. Oh, they love to talk about their evolution and their billions of years, but they have no proof of anything. Nowhere, no none not not one not one thing they say they believe in evolution because it's a religion it's a pagan religion is what it is all designed to to cut God out of his creation but we've we've got proof we've got this proof will stand up in a court of law and it has never changed it's never been proven wrong so he says, this is all that the man of God. And of course, he's talking to Timothy, and Timothy is a man of God. May be perfect, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Well, how could you? How could he be thoroughly furnished unto all good works? Because you know what God says in His Word, what to do, how how to behave in the house of God, which is the church of God, the pillar and the ground of the truth, and then. Briefly here, chapter 4. So he says, I charge thee, therefore, before God. Well, now this is an authoritative charge. Before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. That's coming. He says to Timothy, Preach, Kerux, declare, preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Uh, I think we were talking about a little bit about not always being right there to get everything ready that you want to preach or to teach. We have seasons, we're in season and we're out of season. Preachers go through that. But he said make sure that you preach the word and you be instantly preach the word in season. Out of season. Be ready always to give an answer. Reprove. Rebuke. And exhort. Now with all long suffering. Paul just talked about his long suffering. Back in verse 10. Said you know how long suffering I've been. Patient. Charitable. He says to Timothy you reprove rebuke and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine now, i think you you're doing right when they start accusing you of preaching too much doctrine i've been accused of that ever since i've been in the ministry it's been a long time that old preacher out there he just preaches he preaches all that doctrine Preaches all that doctrine. What's Paul tell you to preach? We'll see more of that later on. For the time will come, he's still talking about the end times, when they will not endure healthy, sound doctrine. We're there, folks. We're there. We, we've even got people running so far away from the doctrines that they've taken the name off of the church. I'm just as happy they do. But look how they're trying to run from any connection with the Word of God. Preachers, pastors, they'll have anything to go on. To where they don't have to spend the time in the Word. I've heard them say so many times, Oh well, we've had this wonderful two hours of singing. And I was going to preach, but I'll just read a scripture and we'll close in prayer. We don't have time for the Word. But you had time for all the singing. That happens a lot, folks. That happens a lot. And that's why I have never participated in a so-called church service in which there was only singing and no preaching I wouldn't spend my time to go to a singing even a so-called gospel singing if there wasn't going to be any preaching and then I don't want it all to be singing I want some time to be left for the preacher to preach the word of God and here's my question I've always asked why would a bunch of believers Want to take a break from the Word of God? Can you imagine any reason that people claim to be Christians, believers, love the Lord, love His Word, but we just want to have a break and just sing and not be bothered with the preaching of the Word? Well, my Bible tells me that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. To save them that believe, so and the the emphasis has been almost universal to get away from so much preaching, get away from the teaching, expounding of the word of God. <clears throat> but he said they will not endure sound. And you see, sound doctrine is healthy, healthy doctrine that's Orthodox that's correct doctrine but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears nothing nothing disturbs me more than to go to a funeral and some holy Joes up there he's supposed to preach preach the message at a funeral and he pull, pulls out a little a little book it's not a Bible and he reads somebody's poem. And that's all he does. What kind of a guy is that? He's not a God called preacher. He couldn't do that, but they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto muthos, myths, fables. On these uh, quiz shows, you know, I can't think of the one, the big one that's every night. They got all the questions, and yeah. yeah, when they have questions on Greek and Roman mythology, why they know everything about them. And when they have questions on the Bible, you might have one know something. But nobody else does. They know more about Greek mythology and Roman mythology than they do about the Word of God. Because they teach that stuff in school. I couldn't care less what so-called Zeus did. That's all phony anyway. That's all... Make-believe. It's nothing real about that. But they're turned to fables. But he says to Timothy, Watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Don't gripe about it. Endure it. Be happy in the Lord. Do the work of an evangelist. An evangelist is literally a gospelizer. Now I know we don't, we haven't had many so-called meetings. There's several reasons for that. But a gospelizer is one that preaches the gospel. And every pastor is supposed to do that. In addition to teaching the word of God. He's to gospelize. And that in turn is making full proof of your ministry. So I would not call anybody who was just a so-called evangelist to come in here and preach. I would not. Never have had them. I would not have one of them. Uh, if I'm If I'm going to call somebody... It's going to be somebody that has proven himself as a pastor and to come and preach to us. That's all I'll have. Uh, never have and I, I never will have any of the others here. I won't have professional singing groups. Yes, they may be good, but they're not what we need. We don't need people profiting off the Lord and the Lord's people. So anyway, Paul said, I am now ready to be offered, And the time of my departure is at hand. Now he's talking about the end of his life. And he said, I'm ready. I have fought a good fight. Saw something on Facebook the other day. Said, I've noticed that people that fight, talking about the Lord's work, never win. Here's one that fought. Jude told us to all fight for the faith that was once delivered. Contend earnestly for it. He says, I have finished my course. Well, the course is what God set out for him. And he had a course. I don't know how old Paul was when he died. He could have been from 65 to 68. Somewhere in there. He didn't have an exceptionally long ministry. But then the Lord Jesus only had three and a half years to finish his course. Paul had these years to finish his. I hope I'm finishing mine. I don't know. The Lord will tell me when that day comes. But he says, I have kept the faith. That means he hasn't backed off from it. Paul has continued in the exact same things he's telling Timothy and all of the rest of us to continue in, even though these evil men are waxing worse and worse.